Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Long Beach Mayor Robert Garcia, as we continue our 23rd anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight. Our guest for the entire show will be the Mayor of Long Beach, the Honorable Robert Garcia. Mr. Mayor, welcome. Thank you. How does it feel to be mayor? It feels great. It's always great to be able to represent the city you love, so it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, mayor Garcia was first elected to the Long Beach City Council in 2009 when uh, then-Assemblywoman Bonnie Lowenthal went out to the Assembly, and he was re-elected in 2010. Uh, Bob, you've, Robert, you've focused on, uh, on four important areas among many, and education is one of them. Tell us your thoughts on education. Well, absolutely. I mean, I, first, it starts really from a stem of being an educator myself. And so having gone through a great public school system, including uh, Cal State Long Beach, which Go uh, Beach, uh, Go Beach uh, and as well as USC and others, I think I, I, I learned through that process the importance of uh, what an education does for any, any city or any community's economy. Uh, I'm a big believer that the single most important thing you can do to strengthen the economy is to invest in education. Uh, served as an administrator, I've been a classroom teacher, I've taught at you know, a variety of, uh, of colleges and universities, so I learned and saw that experience over time. So in, in Long Beach, we have an incredible strong system, public school system. You think about the Long Beach College Promise. So we have Long Beach Unified School District, which is one of the best urban school districts anywhere in the country, and really in the world, quite frankly. You have Long Beach City College, which has provided a great community college education for many years in this community and is one of the largest in California. And of course, you have Cal State Long Beach. Cal State Long Beach uh, gets more applications for their freshman class than any Cal State in the entire state of California. So there's this great public school system, and really my charge is how can the city, how can I as mayor support the work that's happening? And it's not about uh, trying to tell our, our, our university or school system what we know best, because it's really, the, who knows best are the teachers, faculty, and administrators, but what we can, what we can do to support them. So we've let, let out a couple uh, different goals in that area. And I know uh, you believe firmly, uh, as so many do, that without a great university, you can't have a great city, and vice versa. And you're working closely with uh, the new president, Jane Close Connolly, uh, to bring that partnership even closer together. That's right. So what we've done is uh, the city has now signed on to the Long Beach College Promise. The Long Beach, Long Beach College Promise in the city, as you know, does a few things. It provides access to every single Long Beach Unified student that wants to go to college a seat at either Cal State Long right. Beach or Long Beach City College. The city is now going to be a supporter of that. We're going to be uh, working on that program, expanding it to, so that our libraries and after-school programs support the program. But then we've also added two initiatives. One is the idea of universal preschool and how do we get to a point where every uh, young person eligible for preschool is able to attend before preschool. And the statistics illustrate that an investment in preschool uh, pays rich dividends in success in life. Well, not only does an investment in preschool pay successful dividends, it's the single place along the entire educational spectrum that you get the biggest bang for your buck. So yeah. an investment in preschool, you can actually measure 
that investment all the way through college. And so it's incredibly important that all of our young people have access to preschool. And I know you want to focus on more internships as well. And internships as well. And so I, I give a statistic that I, I think is pretty telling. Uh, the city of Boston has 50,000 public school students and 15,000 of them have internships. Long Beach and Long Beach Unified, we have 80,000 public school students and 1,500 of them have internships. Huge gap. So we have to do a better job of ensuring that our, uh, our, our youngsters and our families are getting access to an internship. And access to an internship doesn't just mean the opportunity to learn in an environment outside the classroom. It also means uh, support, economic support. It's, most of them are paid, so it's some type of job for them to help their families. So we can we can build a strong and community. it's a potential job because it's, a, job. it's a low cost look see both ways. And if it works out, uh, I know from having taught here for almost forty years that uh, internships can and do lead to jobs. They, they lead to jobs, and so when you talk about issues like the city, our, our educational focus is really revolved around a supporting the college promise, b universal preschool, and c the internship program. Let's talk about one more really important topic, and it's part of your platform, I know, economic development. Uh, we've been faced with cutbacks these last many years because of declining uh, tax revenues, and we've had to uh, cut back on, on police officers and parks and a whole bunch of things. And we're not going to raise taxes quite clearly. So the way out is clearly economic development. What's your thinking and plan for, uh, for growing our way out of this problem? Well, one what we did is we restructured the economic development department. So it went away during the recession, and it was a bureau that the council eliminated, actually. Um, and so in this budget that we just passed, the council just passed, that I proposed, we restructured and recreated the economic development and property management department for the city of Long Beach. It's now fully staffed. There's about six or seven members of that department. It will grow over time. So we're putting a focus back on economic development. I'm also restructuring the Economic Development Commission, which will be an 11-member kind of all-star panel of business leaders, community leaders, and others that's going to work with the city to put together a new economic development plan for the next 10 years. Th that plan has really got to focus on what, what are the big changes to the economy? How is healthcare changing and how does it affect the city? The Port of Long Beach, what's the, the growth of the port going to affect jobs here locally? The education economy, the green economy. And so taking a look at how, what, where the economy is going over the next 10 years, and then putting in places, you know, policies uh, and initiatives to support that. We recently had on our show uh, your counterpart, Mayor Daniel Guerrero from San Marcos, Texas, and they are the fastest growing city in America with the lowest unemployment rate, 3%. And he shared with our viewers some of the techniques that they use to, uh, to attract business to their community. And relationship building was certainly one of those things. And uh, I know that you, during the campaign, viewed yourself and the mayor's role as, I called it salesman, you said, no, ambassador for That's the right. city. And, and we, we have to keep bringing people to our city, showing them our assets, and some of them may choose to stay. That's absolutely right. I view myself as the ambassador-in-chief, and it's my job to go out there and, and really promote the city uh, to business and the community. Well, uh, that is the way for the future. In, in so many areas, we have a lot of opportunities at Douglas Park, I know, for attracting industry, uh, Mercedes-Benz is mm -hmm. in the old Douglas plant. So uh, it could be exciting times are, are ahead, but we know that there are some bumpy times ahead because of the, the upcoming increases in pension costs. Absolutely. We actually have, you know, the city's not swimming in cash, which is really important to know. We have a lot of costs and we have a lot of issues coming up where we're going to be paying more 
for a public pension system that we have in the past, that's actually a very good thing because it's going to limit and lower our overall liability over the long run. Yes. Uh, so looking out 10, 15 years, our pension liability is going to take a uh, dramatic uh, dive, which is great, because we're investing more in paying down that liability. We should have been doing that a long time ago. Amen. We weren't, but now we're going to do it. Well, it's good to see that elected leaders are focusing on the long term as well as the short term. So many times we see uh, just worry about next year and kick the can down the road. And I think those days are over, certainly for Long Beach. Absolutely. I think it's important for us to always be investing, not just in what's happening today, but you know, what's going to happen in the next generation and that we're looking long-term. And so uh, the pension liability is a long-term uh, issue. Infrastructure, how we deal with infrastructure long-term is a long-term issue. Uh, looking at our reserves, are they strong enough? Should they be stronger in case of uh, a, a natural disaster? Long Beach is susceptible in the future to uh, natural disasters. And we, we've got to be uh, very aware that, that, that climate change and the, the changes in the planet and the possibility of a, of, of a major catastrophic earthquake are all in our future that we've got to be prepared for. Amen to that. And we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. We're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to polb.com. The Port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks. There's a world of opportunity available through the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Does your career involve legal work, law enforcement, fraud investigation, or crime scene analysis? You can increase your skill level and enhance your career by enrolling in the Basic Applied Forensic Science and Crime Analysis Certificate Program. For more information, contact the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Continuing conversation with Long Beach Mayor Robert Garcia. Mayor Garcia, you believe in the importance of fiscal discipline, as did your predecessor, uh, Mayor Bob Foster. Absolutely. At first, I mean, Mayor Foster, I think, did a great job of leaving the city in a strong financial place. Uh, I worked with him alongside on the council and as vice mayor, and so I, I subscribe to that same philosophy. We cannot overspend. I think we went through difficult times. Now we're at a position where we're, we're producing bu budgets that are balanced, that are in good shape, but 
we have challenges ahead. And I think, you know, this year as part of my budget, I proposed setting aside any, any money that we came over budget to a reserve for pay, to pay down our unfunded liability. I think that's the right thing to do. And we've got to continue to do that. We can't, now that we have a little more support, we can't just spend it. We've got to save it. Amen to that. Uh, on public safety, uh, we, this show is being taped in late November and will be airing in early December. By that time, we will have a new police chief, Robert Luna. That's right. Ro Robert Luna uh, is more prepared than anyone I can think of for the job. I mean, he uh, has grew up in this department, you know, from, every, from a beat cop all the way now through the command rank. 29 to, years. 29 years to now chief of police for, for Long Beach. And he's been, as you know, Jim McDonald's now sheriff. Uh, McDonald's number two in the in the Long Beach Police Department. He understands what it, uh, the community. He he has compassion. He's a good man. He's going to be a great chief of police for Long Beach. We, we couldn't have you know, asked for a better chief. I think many of us who've known uh, Chief Luna for many years uh, couldn't be happier that uh, that he is our chief. And of course, we wish Chief McDonald, who did a fantastic job here in Long Beach. Now he is sheriff uh, of uh, Los Angeles County, the largest law enforcement group in the country, and uh, a big job, but if anyone can, can do that job well, uh, Chief McDonald can. And let's not forget that, that our, our new sheriff is also a Long Beach resident. And so uh, Sheriff McDonald continues to live in Long Beach, will continue, <laughs> and will be a partner. So we're, we're excited about that. Uh, the crime stats have been really uh, quite dramatic. Despite the cutbacks, um, crime figures are, are improving, going down, violent crime is down, and it really is a credit to uh, uh, Chief McDonald, and uh, last week we had on the, or next week we're going to have on the show uh, our city prosecutor, mm -hmm. and they both work together very effectively. A absolutely. I, I think first the, the credit's got to go to, first and foremost, the men and women in the police department, as well as the command staff. They've done a great job, particularly in the last decade, to look and really lower a lower crime, particularly violent crime. We're experiencing, as you know, a 41-year low in the history of the city. But in addition to that, there's other parts of our community that have been supportive to that. I mean, the city prosecutor's done great work. Our parks and recreation staff, the city's focus on building more open space and park space has been phenomenal. The community partnership groups that have been out there working with young families, working with our youth, all of them have played a part in ensuring that, that the community's safer. Yeah. And I think Long Beach being that special community that it is, there's so many volunteer groups that are That's doing right. things, particularly for youth, but uh, uh, others as well, to help make us a, a safer city. Let's let's speak for a moment, Bob, Robert, about the proposed new Civic Center. It's been much in the news. There are two teams that uh, have been competing to have the right to, uh, to proceed. Uh, uh, the port's been invited to be part of this. Uh, your comments on the proposed new Civic Center. Absolutely, I think, I mean, I've, my position has been the same since it started and since I was during the campaign. I, I support going through this process. We have a current Civic Center right now that on three different reports, engineering reports, have been shown to, it's, it's, un, it's not a safe building, it's seismically unstable in, an, in, a, in a major emergency or catastrophe. That building could collapse. As you know, there's thousands of people that go into that building every single day, residents and workers alike. We have to have a safe facility for, the, for, for residents. Uh, would we have loved to, to, to look at a, a, a renovation or a, re, a remodel? A, absolutely, just not feasible. Uh, at this time because of uh, both the cost as well as uh, the, the structure of the current, the current building. So we have entered a public-private partnership so that we're able to build something at no additional cost to the city, uh, but that we're able to then build a new civic center that would include obviously a new library, a new park, 
uh, City Hall, Port Headquarters, and then some private development. And it's a private development that will allow us essentially housing, that will allow us then to build the other buildings at really little or no additional cost to the city. And I think it has the potential to revitalize the entire downtown area. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned housing as part of the complex. Uh, one of the proposals, I think, has a hotel as part of it. And the cross streets, both northwest, north-south and east-west, will go through the development and open it up. Uh, my own view is that the City Hall is kind of an ugly-looking building aside from its obsolescence. And, uh, and the library is, is, is also at the Lincoln Park. So we can get new, good-looking public facilities and get a lot more user and pedestrian traffic. That's absolutely right. I mean, we're going to end up with a, a, a civic center that's really iconic, that uh, is the public's space, that has great, great parks, a library that's world-class. Uh, and we're going to get, get it done in a way that's responsible. I think that's really key. I think it, because of the private partnership that we're going into, we're going to be able to essentially build something that's not going to cost us any more than what we're spending now. I mean, we're, we're dumping about 12 to $13 million a year already just to maintain what we have currently. Yeah, and uh, of course, the uh, beautiful Duke Majin Courthouse was built using a private-public partnership right. very successfully, and that same model, which is widely used throughout the world, although much less so at, at this moment in America, uh, really works. That works and we're looking forward to uh, being a big part of the downtown. And I think it will trigger development in the downtown area. It will create a, a, an energy field that will go beyond the borders of, of uh, uh, the area that is involved. Absolutely. It's going to be right now, if you look at particularly on the residential side, um, over the last decade or so, we may have added an additional 3,000, you know, 3,500, 4,000 units, which has done great for density downtown to bring it, particularly we've moved in a lot of young professionals and uh, people with disposable income and, 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 and you know, uh, types that want to build uh, and, and kind of own a, own, own a property there. If we add more density, we'll, have, we'll get more disposable income. Household income in, in downtown Long Beach, by the way, has gone up by 60% in the last really? decade. We want a critical mass of folks living down there That's right. that will then support the restaurants and attract retail. That's and exactly it, right. It's a chicken and the egg, which comes first, but you need the people with disposable income to make it all work. It's, and the, chicken, the, the answer to the chicken and the egg there, it's the residents. The residents <laughs> have to come first. Yeah, and, okay. and, and every major study across the country, it's when you, once you get the residential piece in place, everything else, everything fall, falls Okay, place. we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Oh, yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. 
When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United States and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing. It was a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Belfar, Long Beach. I think the dancing started right around the time we got Charter. All of a sudden, he's downloading all these music videos and prancing around like some show pony. I even caught him dancing along to musicals on demand. I've never seen him so much as tap his foot. I just didn't get it. And then one day, I did. Get TV, internet, and phone for $29.99 each per month. Charter, make way for more. Back with this wonderful conversation with the mayor of Long Beach, Robert Garcia. Uh, Mr. Mayor, what do you view as the, the real challenges ahead? Uh, real challenges are, are, are pretty clear. I think one is financial stability. We've got to make sure that we stay fiscally responsible, which we're trying to do, uh, and the pension costs that come with that in the future. Yeah. Uh, the second big challenge for us is going to make sure that we stay competitive at the Port of Long Beach. A lot of global competition and trade. Uh, it's our main source of, of, of jobs in the, in the city of Long Beach. We've got to make sure that we strengthen the port and grow it in the right way. And then the last one, which I think is a, a conversation we've got to have more globally and with the rest of the city is how are the changes uh, because of climate change and how do uh, preparation for the future when it comes to major disasters, are we prepared for that and what are we doing as a city to build long-term resiliency, not, not just now, but we're talking 20, 30, 40 years from now. That conversation has to start now. Let me put in a plug for our Long Beach Water Department because we're facing drought conditions, as you know, and yet we've been very aggressive and proactive in conservation. The entire city has gotten behind this conservation effort, our water usage is below what it was 10, 15 years ago, but uh, things are gonna be tough ahead. It does not look like the El Nino is coming, and uh, we are faced a very serious water situation. Very serious, and in, a, and in a natural disaster, our water challenges will become even more serious. Well, let's spend a moment getting up close and personal with the mayor. Uh, you mentioned before we went on air that this last year, during the election year, uh, sometimes gave you nightmares. Uh, tell us a little bit about it's what it's like. Sure. I mean, there's first, it's important to say there's a lot of great things about campaigns. So the great things, of course, are that you meet all these great people. You go into neighborhoods, you're invited into people's homes. I love that part. The, the tough part, of course, is we just went through probably the most expensive mayoral campaign in, in the history of Long Beach. And uh, it's very difficult when you have that much money from all sides, from all parties, uh, kind of attacking everyone and attacking each other. And so it's always, I think it's tough to, you know, when you're at home and you're, waking up in the morning, you're turning on the TV and there's commercials that are telling everyone how horrible of a person you are, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, you, but, but I'll tell you, the one thing that this campaign is that builds you and it creates a very thick skin. So <laughs> I, 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 things just do not bother me anymore. And so I, I think it's good. I think, I think tough campaigns are tough, but they're good preparation for, to leave. Well, there is a philosophy of life uh, from a wonderful book that I read years ago called The Four Agreements by a Mexican philosopher and, or Spanish philosopher, I'm not sure which, but one of the principles is this, don't take anything personally. And it's easier said than done, but uh, uh, you can adopt it, whether it's getting rejected in a dating situation or not getting the job that you wanted. If you don't take it personally, uh, it's a lot easier. And uh, maybe uh, for the political mailers and, uh, 
I have a stack this thick, of not only in your campaign, but in all the campaigns. They just, they never stop. And some of them, as you point out correctly, are not very pleasant about the opponent. Right. If you just don't take it personally and move on, maybe it's a little bit easier. It is a little easier. <laughs> you, start, you start taking it personally after a while because you, yeah. you have no choice. So uh, what would you say to uh, others that are considering political careers and uh, uh, are a little uncertain because of all the, I mean, raising money, dialing for dollars has to be a little challenging too. Well, it's very, it, I mean, it's very challenging. I think the most important part about running for office uh, in any situation is that your, your convictions and your beliefs and your values are strong. I think if you know what you, why you're running and why you're in this, you know, in this business, I think it becomes much easier to go through the campaign to raise money because you're motivated by by something, you know. And for me, I just had a strong, deep motivation for for Long Beach, for what I think would work for the city in the future, and so that pushes you, and it pushes you beyond your limits. And you also mentioned, I know, because I've heard you publicly say this on several occasions, uh, the sense of gratitude that you personally have for becoming an American citizen from Peru and wanting to give back to this adoptive home. A absolutely, and uh, I think for me, you know, having become a, a U going through the process of becoming a U.S. citizen, you know, years ago now, but that process gave me a, a huge sense and love of country and of community, and I I've always said that I'll never be able to give back to my country what my country has given to me and to my family, and I think it's very true, and so I'm, I, 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 I'm as proud as anybody else, and I think this is a, a great way to give back and uh, support my community. Well said, and we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Bill is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Bill Trainees. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. those who are closest to you, from our family to yours. McCarty's Jewelry, since 1932. There's a world of opportunity available through the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Would you like to move ahead in the field of human resources and personnel management? Sign up for the Human Resources Management Certificate Program. You'll learn how to expand your knowledge and skills and advance in this dynamic industry. For more information, contact the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Well, we'd like to wish our guest, Mayor Garcia, every success 
in his undertaking of the important responsibilities that lie ahead together with the City Council. Also, uh, it's, it's an important job. It's a fun job. It's a challenging job. It's uh, uh, sometimes thankless. Uh, but uh, we, we wish you every success in what you're doing. Thank you, and I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, Long Beach is a, is a great city. I always like to remind people that we're, we have more people in population than Atlanta, Georgia, or Miami in Florida. So this is a big international city with a lot of real challenges, but really great people and people that want to make it a better place. And so I'm honored to serve as mayor and uh, look forward to, you know, a great four years. And I think the, the one sentence summary of Long Beach that, that strikes true to me is the the biggest small city in America. I think we have that uh, emphasis on volunteerism, participation, so many nonprofits that it's not just the political elected officials that have the responsibility. We're all in this together. Everyone's in it together. I mean, that's what makes Long Beach great is I think the people. I mean, people love living here. There's a sense of community uh, and commitment, which is real special. Mr. Mayor, thanks for joining thank us. Thank you. And thank you at home for being our guest. And we'd like to wish all of you the very happiest of holidays from all of us here at Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.